This episode of Bushers Break was brought to you by you, the fans. That's right, you out there. You can now sign up for our Patreon. It's ad-free listening with our BSPOT and Discord access for the year for 15% off. So that's how you support this podcast. Buy us a beer or a coffee. That's it. Help help the podcast out. Special guest today, the New York Rangers, a.k.a. just discussing the first four hockey games. Just Greg and I, straight an hour. That's it. All four games. Is this team good? I think I think so. There's a lot to break down, a lot to discuss. The kids look good. Mika Zabinjad and Artemi Panarin are on fire. Uh, where, do, where do we start? Let's start with Mark Messier. Let's go from there. Here we go. Hi, everybody. It's Mark Messier, and you're listening to Blue Shirts Breakaway, the number one Rangers podcast. Bushwick Breakaways, welcome to the week of the Bushwick Breakaway. I am your host, Ryan Mead. I'm here with my co-host, Greg Kaplan. After the first and four New York Ranger games and another delayed MLB postseason game, we are here. Gregory, say hello. Delayed? It got canceled. What are you talking about? Delayed? Sorry, sorry. Delayed till the next day. Yeah. Congratulations, Yankee fans. Maybe uh, you'll have Garrett Cole actually available. I mean, so, not really. Probably not. Yeah. Probably not. Cortez available, which is good for them, I guess. Got the X dog. So uh, let's get into the Rangers because Greg, I don't know how we're going to do this, but we're 33 seconds into this podcast yep. officially. Yep. Uh, and I think all I really want to tell you is I think this team is good. Like, seems it. I, I think it's good. <laughs> I think it's really good. <laughs> like, I, don't, I don't know. We had BSBOT last week. We, we kind of recapped the first two games and we'll do a little bit of recap of the first four games here. I mean, we have an hour to go, so we'll talk about it all. But uh, I think all we did on that BSBOT was gush like, hey, uh, this team beat the shit out of the Lightning and then just took care of business in game two. Uh, okay, then we'll talk about the you know the Friday game against the Wings. Oh, Wings, Jesus Christ. The Jets. And then tonight against the Ducks and Ryan Strom's homecoming. But for the most part, I would say, what, of all the periods we've watched the New York Rangers for the, maybe two periods have been iffy at most and everything else has looked like does, does this even look like the team it was last year to you at all? No, because if you want to really complain about two periods the Rangers have played, they're not even full periods. It's like moments that happened in two periods where you go, oh, I wish those things were a little better. But even then, they're 3-1 and one through four games, and their one was Connor Hellebuck, who's probably one of the three best goalies in the league, standing on his head. Can't even really be that angry about losing that game to the Jets. The 4-1 final score makes it look a lot worse than it was. The Rangers had what, like 40 shots to like uh, 16? Yeah, uh, it was, It was. he saved uh, 33 saves. So yeah, it was pretty close yeah, to, it, to 40. Yeah, the Rangers... Oh no, sorry, like, Hallibuck had 41 saves, my apologies. Yeah, that, that's, I was about to say. Like, what do you have, 34 saves through two periods? Yeah, I saw some people compare, complaining about Halak, and I was like, that's not a Halak's fault game. No, like, the Rangers is... got goalied. They, they got goalied, and at some point when you like you get that frustrated against a goalie playing that well, how many times do we see teams play the Rangers where the scoreline looks more lopsided than it was because Igor Shosturkin did seven different things that really frustrated him? I mean, shit. Here's the difference from this Ranger team tonight, this year compared to last year. Tonight, they were getting goalied again. John Gibson was having a marvelous game, and he still gave up five goals through two periods. And he got pulled. He got pulled. He got, it's, it's, literally, it's literally goodwill hunting because it was not John Gibson's fault. What else was he supposed to do? Uh, it's funny because it's the second game in a row he's gotten pulled, but 
the Rangers had 30 shots heading into the third. It's like, um, <laughs> is this really his fault? I don't, I don't think so. Let's go reverse order uh, of the games. Let's talk about the Ducks first. Uh, I saw some people being like, you know, hey, is you worried about the defense at all? I'm not. It's just this is a team that is not used to playing with this level of offense, playing with this this big of a lead. Greg, how many times last year was the the motto of the New York Rangers just, hey man, just hang in this game as long as you can. Bring it to the third, down a goal. Okay, score a goal. Have Igor stand on his head, win an overtime. Or, all right, we have a one-goal lead. Let's just do all we can to hold it. That was most, what was it? Is it 50 of the 82 games last year? Maybe? At this minimum. Year, this year, not the case so far. Four well, games in, Rangers are 3-1. Yeah. But four, shooting four games fucking in, lights out. Four games in. It's not just that they're shooting the lights out. It's that they seem the better team at even strength, which is something... You never said about the New York Rangers last year. The formula last year was very simple. And it was a formula that worked because they have a special power play unit and a special goaltender. The, the good news play, is the power play unit the power play remains unit better. It remains crack cocaine. Uh, and the goalie <laughs> remains really good. It's, it's going to be really funny where we're going to get to about the 30-game mark this year. We're going to reflect and be like, wow, Igor's stats really aren't that good. And then we're going to have to remember that, like, they aren't that good because the entire team lets their foot off the gas for one second when they are up five goals already. Oh, you could see, and I know Gallant's going to be all over them tonight, but the Rangers stopped playing this game at 5-2. Yeah, I'm worried that Lafreniere is going to get demoted for a reason. Uh, there, there, was, there was like two defensive laps from him, for sure. Yeah, I'm worried I'm worried about it, that he's going to quote-unquote send a message like Kravtsov's going to come back and Laf's going to be a healthy scratch. And Glant's going to be like, he did nothing wrong. Just needed to get a guy in the lineup. Blah, blah, blah. Didn't want to take play out. Blah, blah, blah. I'm Gerard Glant. I lie all the time. <laughs> and it's just, it, like, I, as long as I'm prepared for it, I can't actually be that upset. But, yeah, when Laugh had the defensive laps that let Grant score at that fourth goal, I was just sitting there like, ugh. Ugh, I just see it coming. I don't like it. I don't want it. I don't even want to think about it. But it's going to happen. Yeah. It, and... This let's just agree in the regular season. Sometimes in these games, players know that they have a long season. The Rangers had when they played three games in four nights and against the Jets. You could see they didn't have their legs. They were trying to play themselves into the game. It was a game where they took it to the wire. Four minutes left. It was one one. They had a chance to win. Didn't go their way. Went lost four one. But you can also tell that this team thought the Ducks were going to give up. Like they had beaten the life out of them. They had the goalie changed. They thought they could take the third period off. Credits to the Ducks for trying to fight back. It didn't really work out for them at all. Turns out our team is quite good offensively. Mm. But you could see that, and Gallant's going to really, really harp on that for this team. I'm sure the press conference, which is happening right now as we're recording, he is saying how unhappy he is with the defensive performance, even though they scored six goals. Can't say I blame him. I understand that he's like he wants to build this this mindset of this mentality that they had last year of hey when we're tight or even no matter when we're you know playing up many many goals you have to go ahead and put your foot on the neck in this situation but I mean you, I'm not complaining I know that they they tried to take their foot off the neck for a little bit Anaheim fought back and they were just like you know what actually I guess we'll play again too and they win six four not worried at all yeah I, I at no point was this game I. The only nerves I had, and even then it wasn't really nerves, is when the Ducks tied it up 2-2. It was like, oh, that's that's a little odd. And the Rangers were like, well, that was cute. Watch this. And they just score three unanswered. Panera no and Mika, I mean, we're going to have to go through players. But 
Panarin's leading the NHL in points right now. Mika had me. They both have four. You think it's good to have nine assists through the first four games <laughs> of the year? <laughs> yeah. And by the way, he's missed two breakaway chances. Like yeah, he's a bum. He's a bum. He's that's, that's not me Get saying he's a team. bum. Like that's me being like he could have more. Right, he can't do it in the playoffs, as, oh, God, as we've all seen. Up. So let's he let's was, get rid of him. He's dead. He was injured. It's all relaxed. Artemi Panarin, more like Artemi Scherzer, if oh, you yeah. ask me. <laughs> Shots fired. Uh, hey, remember when Chris Jury said, I don't know, we might want to trade him. Okay, guys, relax. <laughs> relax. That, first of all, that never happened. Okay. Uh, all right, uh, any other thoughts on the Ducks game tonight? Because Ryan Strom did not score. It came very close. Uh, Igor stopped him in his tracks. Van- Frank Vitrano did score with a pitch Twice. middle. Yes. <laughs> Sam Rosen, baby. Woo! Um, yeah, I, here are my thoughts on the Duck game. Vincent Trocek, my guy. That's my thoughts on the Duck game. Do you think Do you think it was... Do you think Ryan Strom was like, man, I really missed his team? And then he takes one look at how different and better the top power play unit and the second line looks with Vincent Trocek in the middle of it. And he just goes, oh, what have I done? What have I done? I don't, I, I think he looked quite sad when they showed him on the, they immediately, like, great camera work. They immediately panned to Ryan Strom on the bench after yep. Trocek scored. And he just like put his head down and spit. And you could see like in his eyes, like this fucker, he took it's my just, job. It's, it's like, it's essentially. Ryan Strom essentially got Mrs. Doubt fired, where you kind of, yeah, you kind of feel bad for him. I feel bad for you, Ryan, yeah. And you definitely, there's a part of you that's rooting for him, but at the same time, there's nothing wrong with Pierce Brosnan, and the kids are really happy. And while the kids might miss <laughs> their own dad a little bit, you can't exactly blame the new dad for being better looking, better player, and just better. Period. So I. Ryan Strom got Mrs. Doubtfire really hard. And I got to tell you, I now understand that movie a lot better. I really do. You just explained Mrs. Doubtfire perfectly. I can't believe you did it, but you did. Thank you. Thank you. Great job. Oh, but he talks about the Mets too much. He fucking sucks. <laughs> that guy. <laughs> Not anymore. Mets season's over, baby. Uh, yeah, I want to kill myself. It's great. Well, it's cool. Everybody uh, who had 100 wins just lost. So it's all good. It's all good. <laughs> yeah, the National League stinks. What are you going to do? <laughs> Turns out, Phil- go Pod- hey, did you know uh, Bear told me this tonight? Every game the Padres play in the postseason shaves another game off Fernando Tatis Jr.'s suspension. Is that true? So if the AL- NLCS and World Series, if the NLCS goes seven games, the Padres make the World Series, and that goes seven games, he only has to serve an 11 game suspension next year. That feels so stupid. That feels really <laughs> stupid. Like, like that shouldn't be the rule. <laughs> Big Ben Hopper's back in this, baby. That's all right. It's inside baseball. Um, our fantasy baseball league, that is. Now that we're back. Uh, yeah. yeah, the range Frank, is pretty good. Frank's, Frank scores. Yeah, Sam, Sam Rosen, God bless him, <laughs> with the, the – the, when he calls it, he goes, you know, and Frank for Toronto scores. It's a power play goal. Well, you mean when Trocek scored because now you are Rosening pretty hard right here. No, that's what he said. He says Frank. He says Frank Petrano scores, mm-hmm. and then immediately Trocheck's goal, though. No, correct, correct. Yeah. And then Joe goes, "Don't you be Trocheck?" And then he goes, "Oh yes, I'm so sorry." And Trocheck, it's a power play goal. Like a minute later, like what a king, what an absolute king. <laughs> it's just the best. Uh, okay, I he's can't make he's it up. great. This is why I would, I legitimately would feel bad if we ever did a um, a watch party on a MSG game because I just want to be able to sit back, relax. And listen to Sam Rosen and have have some giggles at Sam Rosen without it feeling like I'm laughing at him. Oh, it's a warm hug. I have some people that think I, I hate Sam Rosen, that's fucking crazy. He's the best. He's one of my favorite people ever. He's great. 
He's great. But it, it's just a. I'm not. I'm not going to Sam Rosen to tell me certain things I don't already know. I'm going to Sam Rosen for some laughs, some commentary, and some excitement. That's all I need. And he checks every box. Yes. Uh, one other thing I wanted to discuss with you tonight, which I thought was I, happened a couple times. I tweeted about this earlier too. The power play one into the kid line transition. Mm. I think this is something that somehow you and I never, after all these hours of talking about the New York Rangers and especially the power play over the past two years, we couldn't come to terms that, to find like this solution. And because it was always like, hey, power play two doesn't get any time, maybe 20 seconds. Well, tonight but, tonight was even worse because power play one was so dominant on every single one of their power plays. They're like, no, we're never coming off the ice. Fuck off. But I like that they go from power play one into the kid line well, right away. Have, well, they, they have to, right? I understand there, that. There but are no that players That is a competitive left. advantage. <laughs> I know. There are no players left for them to put on the ice. They put all of their five studs on the ice at first. They're like, shit. We need to put someone out there after this, and it ain't going to be Hunt, VC, and Carpenter. I guess what do we do? It's like, oh, the kid line? It's like, what are the other teams? Like, okay, those guys are finally going off. What's happening now? The first overall pick, the second overall pick, Philip Heedle. Well, here's, here's, why, here's why it's such a subtle change. This is something we never considered the impact of Vincent Trocek was going to be this big and this impactful immediately. But Not this quickly. No, I didn't, but it, it I slaps you in the face, and here's how it does it. Well, not just Trocek. Kako and that top line buzzing on at a level that we did not anticipate. We talked for weeks about how we thought Kako was going to be a square peg in a round hole on that top line. And boy, has he shut us the fuck up. And I love it. I couldn't be happier. I'm thrilled. But at even strength, you get a top line that suffocates you in your defensive zone. Then you get a second line where if you make a mistake against them, it's Panarin getting to do whatever the fuck he does along with the number one overall pick and a center who's a fucking pest on defense and an annoying piece of shit on offense. And if you survive that, well, then you get hero ball Phil Heedle and Sammy Blay skating around a guy like a chicken with his head cut off just wants to murder people. And, and we're then, not, it's not even crap stop yet. It's going to be. And That's then Ryan, the most insane Ryan part. you survived the third line, and now all you get, Ryan Reeves does one thing, and it's hit you really fucking hard. And then if you survive him getting hit really fucking hard, it's fucking boys to men where you're going right back to the top of it and it's that top line that's going to suffocate you defensively. At 5v5, the Rangers are rolling and every line does something different where you can't take it off. And then if you make the fucking mistake of make taking a penalty against, you get a power play one that is crack and they are going to fuck to the you kid up. Line. Great and job. Then again, yeah, and then, and then, oh, if you survive the power play, congratulations. Your really gassed skaters now have to go up against three guys under the age of 22 who just did crack, and they want to shove it down your throat. So it's just like, it's this perfect combination that, quite frankly, the, like, it's just nuts. It's truly nuts that the only two significant changes the Rangers have made from last year to this year is Capococco is healthy and buzzing on line one, and Vincent Trocek is not Ryan Strom on line two. Those are the only two noticeable changes, but they are the most perfect changes the Rangers could have made, and they're crushing teams. It is no contest, Ryan, in these games. It, uh, we've never watched a team like this as we've covered. It's been, we will be in a month from now, it'll be our seven-year anniversary. That makes me want to throw up, just saying that. But in the seven years of covering this team, the offensive profile of these first four games has never been this way. The puck possession, the cross-eyes passes, the, the just absolute dominance in the offensive zone to get a power play and be like, I think we're going to score. <laughs> like that's, a, I know they were only two for eight heading into this game, but it just, 
it's it's not even a, like, I, I think the mindset of I think we're going to score is not doing it justice. I legitimately expect to score. That's why every night I'm just going to bet Adam Fox over half a power play point at plus 185. That is a ridiculous line. It feels like he is going to get one every night. It has to be close. He to will be a secondary one. assist on almost every single one. Yeah. Well, actually, I think tonight was like the first one he's had all season, which also blows my mind. <laughs> Panarin points is just free money. I he, it, the line can't be high enough. That guy is having the time of his life, and again, he got separated from his boyfriend. And it's crazy that Trocheck, my dude, my guy, I you couldn't have predicted it being this seamless that he's going to slide it. The, he's made the power play better. He's done everything this team has asked. I get it. Four games overreaction. The Rangers going to that's have what a we're here straight. for. Don't. You know what you're hearing. No, you know I, what you're I know. At to. some point this year, the Rangers are going to have a cold streak. We're going to be negative Nancys. We're going to be upset about something. Of course we will. Nitpicking, blah, blah, blah. I don't care. The fact that they look this good four games into the year. And to go one step further, the one game they lost is the one game where when this season opened, you're like, identify the wins. I'd be like, well, they'll win in Winnipeg. I'm sure about that. So it's nuts that the three games they've won, you're Tampa Bay Lightning, three-time Eastern Conference champions. Though two of them fraudulent, as we've correctly said on this year's show. The Minnesota Wild, who seem to be in disarray since the Rangers left town. And now the Anaheim Ducks, a game that we would have said the Rangers would have won. But, like, John Gibson Gibson did everything he fucking could in that game. He's, again, one of the three best goalies in the NHL, four best goalies in the NHL. The Rangers have faced fucking Andre Vasilevsky, beat him. Mark Mark Andre Andre Fleury, Fleury, who is now going to retire. Fraudulent, but beat him. Uh, (laughs) Connor Hellebuck put 40 plus shots on him, did everything they could, and they got goalied. And then John Gibson, and they got John Gibson taken out of the game early. Like, what? (laughs) This team? This team that we were so uncertain if five on five hockey was ever going to click for them? I just remember the narrative last year was hey, the Rangers only had 22 shots this entire game. And us coming onto the show, be like, this is part of their strategy. They're to only shooting high quality shots. You don't understand. This is like what they want to do. And then this year they were just like, actually, <laughs> let's shoot 45 every night. It's like, okay, you could just do that. You just shoot 45 shots. Where did the transition come from? Where was there a style? Like, did Gallant say, you know what? Now we're actually 5v5. We're good on 5v5. So go ahead, boys. How did this happen? I didn't see any of this coming. That's why I'm so confused. I'm so goddamn confused. Because well, they're good. The crazy thing about this year, Ryan, it doesn't look like that strategy has changed. The Rangers are just getting 45 of them a night. Like, I, I can't sit here and tell you the Rangers are just taking shots for shot's sake. I'm telling you the Rangers are getting 40 good looks a night. This team is incredible. Like It's crazy. I, I'm sitting out here, and I'm, it's like it's a two-on-one with Capo Caco and Braden Schneider. And it's like, oh, Dude, well, what the I hell is Braden Schneider even up there? <laughs> <It's> like, <what? laughs> I was just, like, oh, Kako, nice pass to Braden Schneider. Yeah, it's it's like it's like Goldberg. Like, what are you <laughs> what are you supposed to do? This team right now is playing crank like crack next speed. It's unbelievable. I know, I, I, and I'm not worried about Igor in the slightest. Now I will say this, Ryan. I will say this. I thought about this a little bit because here I am sitting down talking about a New York Ranger team that's open to season three and one and looks fucking impenetrable. I am just going to say that I just sat through a 101 win regular season with the New York Mets, and shit does go bad. So it's hey, listen, only one team wins the cup. High. Only one team wins the cup. That's it's, it. It's impossible for me to get too high. I will be grounded. Though I will say, through these four games, 
any questions I had about the Rangers not being able to swing with the big dicks in the Metro out the window. This team is fine. This team is better than fine. This team's really good. They are going to finish in the top three in the Metro. No worries about that. I could confidently say that, barring injury, through four games. I am incredibly confident about that, especially since you go down. The Penguins blew it against the Canadians tonight. Again, early in the season, but case point. Uh, the Capitals struggled hey, with the Canucks. Hey, Flyers are 2-0. Oh. <laughs> Get that Flyers shit are 2-0. Oh. Get the that Devils. shit out of my face. Yeah, the Devils, by the way. Yeah, the goalie situation, huh? Not no, so good. fuck the goalie situation. I'm still just mad that like Lindy Ruff's getting fired soon and they already have a really good coach lined up. That pisses me off. They are going to change and be really, really, really hard good. to play They're, they're going to be the Phillies, man. They're gonna. The best thing that I was going for the Phillies from a Met perspective was Joe, Joe Girardi. Girardi. And yes. then they got smart and fired him. And Rob Thompson is just like, all I have to do is not be an idiot. And you guys are going to figure it out. And you know what they did? Figured it the fuck out. Andrew Burnett's going to slide in. He's going to be like, you know all that shit this old man was telling you? Forget it. Just play hockey. And the devil's going to be like, what a concept. I would love to. Just like Mar- Marty St. Louis up in up in Montreal. Like, that team's overperforming already. I know they're only 2-2, two and two, but they're totally different. Like, the, there's the vibe around the whole team, the scoring. He, he says all the right quotes. He's obnoxiously likable. I hate it. I hate it, too. I wish he was the Rangers coach. <laughs> uh, just saying. I know Glant, Glant is good. I get it. Uh, let's go back to the opening night, because we talked about it on a BSBOT, but we didn't talk about it here at all. Not that oh, we have to By the way, opening night breakdown. feels like it was a month ago. Oh, my God. Years. <laughs> Years ago. Legitimate, but, legitimate month. Not I, even, not an exaggeration. So much has happened since Tuesday of last week. It's been six days. It's been it feels a fucking impossible. month. It I think the Mets were playing baseball back then. Is that true? No. No, I don't think so, but Definitely it feels not. like it. <laughs> Definitely not. <laughs> but opening night, so I just, it's just important to talk about on the show because if they didn't have BSBOT, if you want to, you can go listen to that there. But we also did a, a, a Get Playback, which we're going to do again on October 25th versus the Avalanche. A week from today, if you're, well, when you're listening to this, unless Ryan incorrectly posted it again as soon as it was done recording, which is something mm. Ryan likes to do now. I didn't do it last week. Yeah, you've done it twice. Okay, whatever. We'll talk about this after the show. It doesn't matter. <laughs> it doesn't matter. I only did it once. I thought. Yeah, you've done it twice. Done okay, it twice. fine. All right. I'm, just here call, I'm here to call you on your shit, bro. Okay, it's okay. Uh, the Rangers opened up opening night versus Tampa Bay Lightning, a team that I know was going through. A brain point was still coming back. A lot of injuries still recovering. I get that. But it was a no contest from the start to finish. The whole well, thing. I don't know if it was a no contest. I know for sure you and I, at the end of the second period, both said, if, this, if the Rangers found a way to lose this game, we will not be disheartened by how they played. They looked good from the jump, and it was one of those scenarios where Andre Vasilevsky was in goal, and the Tampa Bay Lightning are still a really good hockey team. But that game was when that game was 1-1, you and I were on the stream, and we said it would be really hard for... We were trying to think of the scenario in which we would feel bad about the final score, and it was like short of the Rangers giving up four unanswered in the third period with Igor in goal, we weren't going to feel bad about how the Rangers played. And like our complaints were Trocek not being out there on a five on three when you needed to win a defensive zone faceoff, and two bad penalties by Barkley Goodrow on the offensive zone. Those were quite frankly, that's it. Those were our only complaints. We had no others. Everything else looked really good. And then say, you say had the line, in, Greg, say the line. No notes, baby. There you go. Yeah, it was it, Honestly, like the last the last three games, Ryan, like it's not a cop out. I don't have any notes. There's nothing I would improve. I wouldn't 
I can't even I can't even sit here and tell you that seeing Lieber Hayek play against the Jets made me that upset because we do this all the time on the podcast. We can't be the guys that sit here and say the only sport people care about players playing 82 games a season is the NHL and then be upset when one player isn't going to play 82 games. If you wanted to get Hayek in the second half of a back-to-back against a somewhat, not even somewhat, a bad Winnipeg team, that's the night to play Hayek. Now, the complaint would now, be... Now, hold on. The slap shot he took was hilarious. Well, no, but the, com- the, complaint, <laughs> it was the complaint would be, that's why you would want someone better than Lieber Hayek as your seventh defenseman, and we would agree. But at least the strategy of saying, here's a back-to-back, let me get a young player who just played an extremely challenging game in Minnesota, a night off to recover. I can't sit here and even be angry about it. Did I get jokes off on Twitter about it? Absolutely, because it's free likes, and I like free interaction points. (laughs) That's great. I enjoy those things. Those are emotional boosters for me. But from the coaching and, and game management standpoint of Zach Jones is in his first full season in the NHL. The Minnesota Wild just threw Matt Zuccarello and Kirill Kaprizov at him every fucking shift, and he held his own. So maybe he needs a night off the next night. Fine strategy, Ryan. It's a fine strategy. I wish it was a different defenseman sliding in, but you can't be mad about the strategy. And if that's your biggest complaint through four games of this Rangers season, you're eating good. You're enjoying life. Everything is fine. It's better than fine. It's fucking great. Celebrate a little bit. Revel in it. It might not last. It it might not last, but for right now, this team, I can't say enough. I really, I, I can't say anything. Mostly because they just seem really good, and I don't know how to handle that. I don't know how to handle them being class, <laughs> like just being like one of the. They're going to be a top two team in the Metro unless the Penguins really rip it off, which the Penguins had a hot start, but again, small sample size. No, they lost tonight. I know yep. that they, they fucked me because I had a minus one and a half, and they couldn't beat the goddamn Canadians. Those bums. Yeah, and then obviously, so Kraftsoff's going to come back. Maybe this week, maybe the, you know, maybe you alluded to it earlier. Maybe Lafreniere, uh, I don't think he sits a game. He doesn't sit, but I, I think you could definitely see Kravtsov sliding right back in on that second line, which again, we talked about it on OT. I'm fine with that. I'm fine with it because th- this is something Shayna has talked about a lot on the show and we've agreed with her. Well, we agree with her just about everything, but we've agreed with this point more than many others. We now know firmly that Lafreniere playing right wing with Trocek and Panarin is going to work. We can check that box. Mail it home. Put it put it in Federal Express. Do whatever you got to do. That's done. We've decided it. It's great. There's no problem with spending a couple games to see if other things will work too. Just in case you need them. You don't know who's going to get injured down the road. You don't know what playoff situations you're going to be in later. You need to know what other things work because shit typically hits the fan. It hit the fan for the Rangers last year in the playoffs, and it hit the fan multiple times for many other teams. The only team that has ever been truly prepared for this kind of situation, Colorado does this to a T. Now, some of it has been forced by injuries, but Colorado has no problem. They know what works, so they just try some shit because they know they can do the default factory setting, and they'll be perfectly fine. So I'm happy. I'm great. I'm a pig in shit. The Rangers have figured out what this top six looks like. Checkbox on line one, checkbox on line two. No problem if they want to see what a different top six looks like for a couple games. If it doesn't work, congratulations. You answered another question. 
You go back to the factory setting. You let guys find their rhythm again. You rip off a couple wins. And then maybe you try a different top six. Because, again, you got to see what fucking things work. We complained all last season about experimenting. And why not do it as you go through? Especially after January. The Rangers were a lock for the playoffs in January last year. And it might be the same thing this year. Let's not hold our breath just yet. But I think that's why you want to put Kraps off in that second line. And, and some of that comes back to what happened with Lafreniere tonight. Maybe... We, we know our Tim Panarin is rooting for, for Kraftsoff. No doubt about that. But our Tim Panarin wants Kraftsoff to do a lot of the dirty work as well, which Trocek is doing. All, all credit to him. But Lafreniere didn't get back, didn't backcheck, didn't have had some defensive lapses. So that's why I think Kraftsoff is going to get right back in there to get a shot at taking that. Like if Lafreniere is on the, on the third line, your third line is then Lafreniere, Heedle, Blay. That's it's Lafreniere Hedl who gives a shit. Like it's quite, <laughs> quite, quite, like I, I don't nasty. care. Like Hedl's been playing so well that underrated. Yeah, he's well. They just the Rangers top six has been playing so well that you almost ignore what the third line does. Not because you've it's been underperforming, but just because when the top six isn't out there, you find yourself daydreaming about the top six getting back out there. Hedl's been great. I've loved everything he's done, and he's been again for the most part. He's been doing it without what you and I would consider help. He's just been cooking and it's lovely. And it's just adding a player to Heedle at five E five is only going to make the Rangers more dynamic. And again, that kid line is going to be the first line out there when the power play expires. So you're going from PP one to kids with a fire under their ass. And that's essentially a four minute stretch that teams are going to have to defend like their hair is on fire against the New York Rangers. And Oh, by the way, as soon as that kid line comes off the ice, we've reset. And now it's, you're probably getting Zibet. Well, you know, you're, what you're getting is the fourth line for 30 seconds. And then you're getting Zibanejad and Kreider right back in your grill. <laughs> and Kreider, Kreider's been close on a lot of goals here. He's been close. He's missed out on like five goals already. Well, which... listen, it's just, it's not going to happen for him this year, Ryan. I our understand. Dream, our dream of 80 is dead. I, I think, think Mika might get 50 <laughs> <laughs> on the power play. Like, yeah, I know he's, I don't, is he renting from Ovechkin? Like who's his landlord? It's the same days? office. It's, it's uh, you ever heard we work where you like rent out an office. <laughs> it's exactly that for because of bit of Jack. Is he's that like, the one? Is that the one with like the 27 different documentaries and like spinoff reality series? I don't know if that's true or not, but I cannot confirm or deny, but I believe that's, it's, uh, it's like renting office space. He's exactly doing that. Yeah. That guy made a lot of money for doing nothing. That's true. Uh, let's Must just nice. take a quick break, and we'll come back, uh, continue talking Rangers, and then we'll do some five-star questions. So, transition. And we're back with guest New York Rangers hockey. We're still back. Yay! Yay. All right, now that we got that out of the way, I want to like, take a look at the upcoming schedule, just real quick. That's it. Uh, some intriguing games. I'll tell you why. On the face, they look boring, but there's a lot of drama to them, which you know I love. I'm a messy bitch. Sharks Rangers at MSG, the return of David Quinn this Thursday. Mm. Woo, that's spicy. Then, John Davidson and the Columbus Blue Jackets back on Sunday at MSG. Great. Then, the return, the return of Georgiev to MSG, 25th, get playback, you, me, Greg. I can't, I, that's that's going to be one of the best games of the year for us. And then, right into the Islanders on a Wednesday. I mean, on a back-to-back after the Avalanche. Can you think of a more drama-filled stretch than that? Uh, well, I mean, it's forced drama. <laughs> it's, I'm forcing it. I'm yeah, forcing you, it. you're you're forcing it. Like, 
it's been a couple of years with John. It's been at least a full it, year with John. It's better Jason. than Stars Coyotes, okay? <laughs> hey, the, the Coyotes, look out, all right? The Maple Leafs, Ryan, were minus 520 tonight. That was the money line. Are you serious? For the first time I had ever seen it on the DraftKings app. Most puck lines on DraftKings, they will just show plus one and a half, minus one and a half. For the Leafs game, it was minus two and a half, and you were still having to give money on top in order to win 100. It was minus 110, uh, minus two and a half. That's insane. Yeah. And again, uh, as friend of the show, Johnny Thunderlips, or I think it's Thundercock, it's one of them. I'm pretty sure it's both. Uh, he made mention that it probably would have been north of minus 700 had the Leafs started their actual goalie tonight. Wow. And yet, 4-2 Coyotes. This league. That's baseball, Susan. What are you going to (laughs) do? This league. Force drama, you're right. David Quinn returning. The the Columbus Blue Jackets won. It's like, come on, Ryan. David Quinn was fired 19 months ago at this point. The David Quinn thing is real. I'll stick it by that. Blue Jackets won, I'll give you. Uh, The Georgiev thing is super real. Does Georgiev start against the Rangers? Do you think so? Yeah, who else would start against the Rangers? He has to. You're gonna wait. Is it a? It's not a back-to-back for the Avalanche, is it? That's the only. I don't know. Go. I'm gonna double check. But Igor has never started versus the Avalanche either, and they have a back-to-back that night. So I do wonder if they if they have them avoid the Avalanche again. Well, who, so wait, they, who are they playing on Wednesday? The Islanders. Oh, but Halak, well, Igor, well, I don't oh know. God, that, that's that's the thing. You don't even have Georgiev anymore to be like. You know, he's pretty good against the Islanders. But Halak, I mean, he probably knows them pretty well. well he did play for him. I know. Uh. I don't know. I uh, God, I can see Halak starting against that the Avalanche. I know. Now that I'm looking at it, I was like, mm, Igor's finally going to get a start. But now that I'm, the more I look at it, and we'll talk about this next week. But oh boy, I can talk myself into it. I can, which is a bummer. But you didn't answer my question. Does David Quinn get a video? Ooh, I didn't hear that question. Yeah, and this is an amazing question because there's no chance. <laughs> <laughs> you don't think you don't think he gets a video? The Ryan Strom video was shorter than I expected. Do you feel like tribute, tribute videos should happen before the game, not during intermission? No, I'm fine with it. I, I, it's not during intermission, during commercial break. I'm fine with that. You want people in their seats. You want people actually paying attention. Mets do it all the time, too. They don't wait for – they don't They do not do anything pregame. Mike the Zuko, Mike the Zuko is, guy is the, is the only one I saw that was, like, actually shown on TV slash he took a couple laps. Mike, Mike Piazza's happened during his first at-bat when he came back as a Padre. So, like – and it just took forever because Mets fans – Correctly, wouldn't shut the fuck up. Um, that makes sense. Zook is the only one I know that I, I can reiterate. Well, Zook's, re- Zook's really the only big like. If Ryan Strom didn't get a video, would I have been upset? No. If Frank Vitrano didn't get a picture, would I? Have been upset? <laughs> I just think no. it's super funny that Frank got a picture. <laughs> well, well, I think you know why you got the picture. It's the exact same. That, I'm going to really hammer this Mets shit this week. It's the it's the exact same thing that happened in that Piazza game where the guy batting before Piazza, it was also Mike Cameron's return to the Met. And it, it was just like, well, we're going to do something really big for Piazza. So it would be weird if we didn't do something for you too. So Cameron got a picture. Would have been funny that even though it's years later and the, and I know the bridges are burned, just had a Shattenkirk picture as well. Well, it's not his, first, like, it's not his first time back. I, I know. Just like have it on there. <laughs> like, what? Sorry, Shatty, again. Well, anyway, it, Frank. It would have been, I mean, the Rangers are still paying him. So maybe they, they're off the hook on that regard. Yeah, that's true. I forgot they're still paying. Is that true? I think, isn't it this year? Is last year of getting money from the Rangers? God damn, that is terrible. That buyout wasn't as long ago as you think it was. 
I feel like years. Like we talked about last Tuesday, <laughs> a minute ago, and it feels like years at this point. Yeah, no, time has stopped. I don't know what it is. I, I, is it because it's colder? Is it because life as itself has no meaning anymore? Life has I'm, no meaning. Time has stopped. For sure. Uh, do you want to do some five star questions? I'm sure we have a bunch to get to. <laughs> Are you? Did you not even look until you brought this up? Nope, I'm actually looking for the first time right now. Oh Jesus Christ! Well, yeah. yes, we should do some five star questions. We should probably, we probably overly should do prepared so. podcast host. <laughs> yeah, super prepared. Uh, scroll back to the tenth. Okay, cool. Here we go. Uh, let's start with Batchild. At what point do good problems to have become just problems? I feel like when we went away from having too many good defensemen, from being a good problem to have, to now having not having any defensive depth, it always seems like it always happens when it comes to this team and their asset management. So he's saying, like, you know, Niels got traded. That was We had all these good problems to have when it came to depth, and now we no longer have that. Well, they're good problems to have when you haven't answered the problem. So when you have too many defensemen and you're still trying to figure out which of them are going to stick in your lineup, it's a good problem to have because you can put guys in, you can put guys out. But as soon as the Rangers answered that problem, and in their eyes they did when they said Schneider beat Lundqvist, whether you agree or disagree, and they were con- they were committed – at that point, to Patrick Nemeth, to a point where you've now you you fractured the relationship to a point where something had to be done earlier. It's it's a good problem to have when you have question marks on multiple people. But once you start putting periods instead of question marks, then it's not then it's just a problem. And I it's like what's a good problem the Rangers have right now? It's probably have, their top they, six. They it's might have the best that, wing wing depth in the Metro? Question mark. I don't know about that, but it, a good problem the Rangers currently have is maybe not being able to play Vitaly Kravtsov in the top six. That's a good problem because we haven't answered what Vitaly Kravtsov himself is yet. So you are at least you're not necessarily holding anything back. You're still waiting for an answer to a question. It's just that that question is becoming less and less important because you're answering it in other ways. And it and I'll we'll say this. If the Rangers answer it thoroughly and Kravtsov doesn't live up to it, well, then you got to move on from Kravtsov. But we are so far away from that that it's not even really worth talking about right now. But there is a scenario in which Vitaly Kravtsov plays well enough where you like him, but not well enough to really usurp anyone in your top six, where maybe Vitaly Kravtsov becomes your super intriguing trade deadline piece to get something probably on the blue line. Of which... Uh, he was almost traded multiple times over the past three years. So it'd be funny we'll if it all of a sudden happened. Now it would be funny because the relationship is mended and they need cheap assets, and then he's exactly that. And yet here we are. Here we are. David asks, "How much of Lindy's newfound rocket slap shot is powered by his '80s Tom Selleck porn stash?" I was seventy. I was going to say all of it. Yeah, I mean, I'll give it to you. EP twenty nine asks, "Boys, after one game, the question is really this." And only this, cup or cups? <laughs> I'll die for one. I'll die for one. Well, the good news for the podcast is um, it'll continue this year because fuck the Mets. There was a, I've said this before, and it's not a joke. If the Mets win one, I'm no longer on earth. I've uh, ascended. Nobody's questioning that. I know. So not one person. You want, okay, you want me to say something that's going to piss people off and they're going to like tag this and be like, fuck Greg, he sucks? Sure. I want the Mets to win before the Rangers. 
fine. That, that's again. I just I want me to. Re- I'll repeat myself. Yeah. Not one person <laughs> who's listening to this is shocked by that. No, but like there will. Be, I will be happy if the Rangers win, but there will be at least ten percent of me that will be sad if Greg, I'm celebrating a Ranger one before a Met one. Greg, that's low. <laughs> <laughs> I've given up on this shit. Like it, that's low for you, my friend. You're giving I, up on this shit because I like I, I'm telling you the truth the entire time. That's what it, I want you to be. That's what you're the best at telling the truth. Yeah, I, don't, I play it. I play it straight. Yeah, I don't know. I you know how hard it is to win one. It's really fucking hard. Look at the Lightning. Hard. You have to win one. It's, exactly. The Lightning's never won a legitimate cup. They've never won a legitimate cup. Neither it's like the, the Lakers. The Dodgers have never won a legitimate World Series. Exactly. You know they played only eight MLB teams that year? Is it ridiculous that we're still not having the should they move on from Dave Roberts conversation? It is ridiculous. And let's save it for the end of the podcast okay. because I feel very strongly about this. I know. Let's just do it now. We'll, we'll keep r- rattling it. these off. Fuck it. I... I- I, I was my my friend Angel recently got into baseball again in a, in a really big way. Who's that? Moons? About, yeah, Moons. Yeah. Okay. And uh, he's he's a big Yankee guy now. He's back into it. And I saw him posting like you know you can, analytics only go so far, and in the playoffs the game is just different. And that's for all sports, including the NHL. Where Gallant, say what you want about him, I believe there were times last year where he got totally outcoached. He was saved by Igor and Mika Zibanejad's incredible shot. But he did he did do some right things as well. He made the guys fucking run burners before game seven. And he clearly got the team prepared in certain ways. So there's credit credit taken and credit given away. There are there are coaches and there are managers who can do that in the playoffs in big spots. And when you go to talk about Dave Robertson and the Dodgers, at what point is it like, hey, yeah, you can win 110 games. Yeah, we have the best analytics on baseball and we spent all money on earth. We have the best farm system. You get all the best players and you can't fucking do it. Like that, there comes a point where you have to switch. It's what the Red Sox did with Terry Francona. Was it right? I don't know. I don't think so. But they won with Alex Cora. So what the fuck? It, I, I, it, it happens that the same coaches, they win again and again. Belichick, Cooper, et cetera. They all do. They all do it. So why well, wouldn't why wouldn't you switch? Well, it's like it's it's Dusty Baker is an ace at getting the fuck out of the way, and he will he doesn't really try to outmaneuver you as much as he just trusts his players to do very specific things. So he he has guys that do certain roles in the bullpen and he sticks with it. I don't know if it's entirely Dave Roberts and if some of this comes from the top down. Like I know this is the case with the Yankees. Like everybody likes to pile on Boone. I promise you Aaron Boone is doing everything Brian Cashman wants him to do. And Aaron Boone just falls in the grenade. And that's why Aaron Boone will never get fired. But with with Dave Roberts I understand the argument where at some point you need Mookie Betts, Trey Turner, and Freddie Freeman to be Mookie Betts, Trey Turner, and Freddie Freeman. I can appreciate that, but he like he asks too much from other guys and asks too much from every reliever. Like he tries to big brain you by bringing Chris Martin into situations Chris Martin should not be coming into. It's a guy that got DFA'd twice, once by the Texas Rangers. A team desperate for pitchers. Yeah, it makes that, no. I get makes that. No sense. I, I'm I'm convinced that Mark Pryor has like all this pent up talent he wasn't able to use because his arm disintegrated it on disintegrated on him in Chicago. So now he's just like picking his spots where he gives out his talent to other pitchers on the Dodgers, which is how like Evan fucking Phillips has a one ERA this year. At the same time, like, why are you asking Chris Martin to get you outs in high leverage situations? Like that's also, anybody who wants to change the playoff format, you're you're ridiculous. Get out of here. 
It's insane. No, I, I'll say this, and I've said this in our Slack. I think to me the easy answer is 154 game regular season, five game wild card, seven game everything else, and then I think you make everybody happy. It'll never happen, but at the same time, I have no problem with three, five, seven, seven. That's fine. I, it's it's the division the series. It's been happening for years. Yes. Here's here's the thing. Baseball more than any other sport is high variance. Good teams more often than not. That's what made the Yankees so special because they were a great team and they kept winning. That just doesn't fucking happen. It doesn't. Most, it like, in basketball, if you play a seven-game series, more times than not, the better team's going to win. I'm not entertained by that. I like chaos. Am I happy? Am I, it doesn't make me happy the Mets only played three playoff games while the Padres are going to an LCS. No. But at least that's fucking nuts. Like, it would... It would have been so boring if the Padres... I would have been angrier if the Padres beat the Mets and then lost to the Dodgers in three. Like, the, if you don't want variance and chaos in playoffs, then just a, a, award everything after the regular season like they do in the Premier League. Yeah, just do the Premier League. Pennants, that's it. Yeah, here's the thing. You know, the best teams in the Premier League don't always win the FA Cup. When it's they don't. One, when it's one-game playoffs, shit goes, goes crazy. When Tottenham loses to, like, a team in the fucking League 2. Like, shit happens. <laughs> it's happened. It's happened. All right, let's go back to him. Uh, this is from Chris from Norway. Do you see us doing a Tampa this year around the trade deadline? Maybe suddenly, a player suddenly needs surgery. We'll be magically back for the playoffs, giving us the Cavs piece of the deadline. As it is now, we don't have r- much room for improvement. I think this is a really good question. And thanks, Chris from Norway. Uh, mostly because the Rangers, I thought, would carry 22 players this year. And they have not done that so far. Well, Barclays hurt, right? Did I miss summer? or was he not playing tonight? Barclay's playing. He played he's tonight? Playing. Yeah, he's playing. Holy yeah, shit. He, had a, he, he wasn't there. He, uh, he had a time where he took a long time to pass and then did not shoot, even he though he could have gone to the net. Yeah, Barclay played. played. I don't believe you. Hold on. I'm looking up the game. Okay, cool. I did watch the game. No, I, uh, so did I. I, just, I. I know. I know. Look at that. He played. Holy shit. He played <laughs> 11 minutes. He did. I watched wow. him. Uh, yeah, so Barclay's not, not still hurt. I understand that. I do think this is... God, that's so weird. I literally did not see him out there once. Sometimes that's a good thing. Uh, Chris, I I think this is an interesting situation because uh, the you Rangers... Know what? I'm lying to myself. I saw him out there. I just thought it was Carpenter. And I was even saying to myself, like, wow, Ooh. that's crazy that Carpenter's playing. I mean, you, did you see the Carpenter that's why. That's why I was like, Jesus Christ, why is he out there? Huh, I wonder what's For wrong anybody with that did not see, and I will not uh, fully describe it, but Carpenter did fall on a skate and... No, he looked went... like he had brain surgery. It did, it did look that way. Yeah, yes. he looked like he had brain surgery. He's going to need a couple weeks. Uh, you think? Yes. Anyway, the Rangers are carrying 23. So their cap space at the trade deadline is going down and down by the day, the, the more they carry 23 players. They've had yeah. an injury so far. Obviously, Carpenter out, and they'd have to call up Rydell now if that, that was the case. But Blay is now back, and now they're going to get Kravtsov back. So there's a, lot of situ- like, there's a lot of moving pieces, but they're not going to have any cap space at the deadline right now. I, I think they wouldn't do a quote unquote Tampa because they're not, I don't think they think they're good enough just to run away with the division. I know they yeah, want to well, win it too. Well, you, you just have to think in order for them to do that, it has to be someone making actual money. And if you're the New York Rangers, do you think you can put someone on this quote in air quotes on the shelf for two months? If that someone has to be Kreider, Sabanajad, Fox, Trocek, Panarin, like that's the level of, or Igor, like you have to do someone making North of $5 million and while there are a couple of them on the Rangers roster, they're all guys you can't exactly take off the roster. The only guy would make sense is Goodrow, but I don't know. Here's the thing. Like, the Lightning, they faked it at the right time. You can't really do it midseason. Kucherov was never, quote-unquote, healthy. They just slowed his rehab down to a certain point where he was 
going to be ready at a certain point. But they weren't putting guys in midseason. Um, I don't know. My thing is, we've talked about this before. Things would have had to go completely off the rails for the Rangers to truly need that big impact piece. You and I have long said that they'd be in the market for a Frank Vetrano type, a Tyler Mott type, or a depth defenseman type. And that's still, to me, the move is still a depth defenseman, which if you trade, say, oh man, who would they? Like if you, Hayek? Yeah, if you put Hayek plus the cap space that you have currently, that gets you close to $2 million at the trade deadline, and you can get a decent depth defenseman that's an upgrade over Libor and a safety blanket for Jones and Schneider, like a Justin Braun type. That's that's where the Rangers are shopping. If the, the Rangers, everybody wants to, I mean, not no, everybody. Most not people, everybody, but this Patrick Kane shit is over now. It is over. It never started, for the record. But it is so over that Arthur Staple is going to have six articles about how it's not actually over yet. That's if how it, over if it, it does is. happen, I'm, we'll have to eat all the fucking crow on I ain't eating shit because it's not fucking happening. <laughs> I believe you. Uh, Vince talked about this is from not Chris Drury's burner. Okay. Vince talked about this briefly on his show, but curious for all your takes outside of Igor, who is the most important player on the Rangers? We've done this segment a couple times and last year, Ryan Strom ranked sixth for us. <laughs> um, and at the time it was true, by the way, uh, Vincent Trocek. That's my answer. You, that's where you're at. No. I'll do the, I'll do my personal list. No, uh, I, uh, it's, it's hard, actually. The top three is Mika, Panarin, Fox. I just don't know what order. Is he, is Mika above Fox now? <sighs> it's, a, it's a real question. I think no. Because if Mika goes out, Mika going out is not as chaotic as losing Fox. I'm pretty sure. Because if, you right. if you lose Mika... I'm confident in Trocek, I'm confident in Heedle, and I'm still confident in all four of the wingers that I would probably be playing in the top six. If I lose Fox, I'm now asking something from Braden Schneider that I shouldn't be asking from him. And Lieber Hayek, that's correct. Well, I, I, I would assume if you lose Fox, you're actually going out and making a big impact defensive trade. But you're still, for those first couple weeks there, really, you would think Truba and Key would, I know they're playing top, defensive pairing minutes now but you'd be leaning on them more but that second pairing would have to be Lindgren Schneider and you're asking too much not just asking too much from Schneider you're losing the offense with nobody to replace it with Fox can I I, right here's here's what I'm gonna do I think this is my this is my top seven tell me what you think (laughs) Igor Panarin Fox Mika I think we're all in agreement there uh Kreider is number five here's where it gets interesting is Trocek already number six? Because I don't think he is. I think it's probably Miller. I think I'd put... I think I'd... Mm. So, Igor, Fox, Mika, Panarin. Top four is some order. Yep. I'd put... Kreider's five. No, Jesus. I think I have Tro- Trocek above Kreider. Wow, really? I, yeah, I think I can. Compl- I think I can replace what Kreider does with other guys in the lineup. I don't think I can do that with Trocek. See, I think it goes Miller, Trocek... And then I can't believe I'm saying this, but Capo Caco? I think I have Miller and both Miller and Trocek above Kreider and then Caco just below Kreider. Caco's a different man. We haven't even done this yet. He's a different man. He's totally he just different. He just looks great. He, he looks, looks awesome. He looks confident <laughs> as fuck. Yeah. I don't know what happened or what, whoever he talked to over the offseason, but strong, confident, 
quick decision making. Skating's better. Stuff I I thought would never ever happen. Here we are. Uh, okay. This is from Cody. Just how thrown off were you when the new MSG score bug? When we get, uh, I was not thrown off about it at all. Did you even notice the new MSG score I bug? I noticed it uh, just because I'm a nerd and that shit does pop off to me. I wasn't thrown off. I'm just asking MSG to give me a shot counter. Like, I agree with you on that. I, want. I, I was annoyed that MSG changed some of their like commercial music and wanted like the more. Oh, I haven't noticed that. That annoyed me. No, that that I haven't noticed. But score bugs, score bugs for the most part don't bother me. Though I will say, from what I've seen so far, I don't like the new ESPN basketball score bug. That one I didn't was see jarring. It yet. Didn't that, see it. that one really fucked me up. I like some of the Fox Sports ones where they show like the uh, like the pitches at. At bat? I think that's super cool. I think they do that a little too much. You think it's too often? Yeah, reel it back. I don't need to see it every pitch. I don't know. I think it's, it paints a nice story. Uh, next oh, question. I see what you did there. Hey, Sean Carlson, four. It's way too early, but if Minnesota winds up falling out of the playoff contingent, could you see them in Rangers adding Zook at the deadline? No. I cannot. No. Just don't, financially doesn't make any sense. No, I don't, it's that, and story. he's got a couple years left on the deal. Also, we've talked so much about the West being so bad. I, as long as the Wild are near 500, they're going to be in playoff contention, so they're not blowing it up. Bradley asks, outside of the Avs, is there a single team in the West that we'd expect to take the healthy Rangers to game seven? Seven games. <sighs> it's too early. I don't it's, know. I Everybody likes to think the Flames are going to be fine, but I I need to see Uberdo do it. Can you ask this I'm question like, in January again? Because I would like to talk about it in January. Yeah. I can tell you the teams that I know for sure won't bother me. Uh, the Oilers, because Jack Campbell's bad. Like the oh, we all thought. Uh, the Blues, I don't know. They could. If, like, if Huso gets hot again. Yeah, Huso's a problem, actually. Sorry yeah, about I'd, that. I'd worry about the Blues, but, you know, there's there's an equal roll of the dice with the Blues where they're just not able to do it again, and they're not able to get up there, but I... I think they're a team that would worry me in a seven game series right now. I'm worried about the I'm, I'm, I'm worried about the Knights. I'm worried about them as well. Eh, I, the, the goalie situation there is so perplexing that I would feel I would feel it's either going four or seven and no in between. Where like the Rangers either sweep them or it's a hard fought series that has to go the distance. Honestly, the like if Jake Ottinger is still that guy, like that's a goalie that can goalie you. Yeah, that's true. There's a lot of good goalies in the NHL right now. It's a good crop. Yeah, I'd say. Avery Rules asks, are there two better mentors than Henrik Lundqvist and Yaro Halak? Nope, probably not. Like, Henrik Lundqvist, I don't know what he does bad. He could he could coach a team right now. I think we're on. We, I, I know he will get the loss in that Jets game, though. It wasn't his fault. But, like, I still think I saw the Stan Fischler tweets where he's like, oh, Yaro Halak sucks. And it's oh, like, get Stan, out of here, buddy. Stan, buddy, you're old. Um, I I really have never felt more comfortable in a backup goalie for the New York Rangers. If Igor needs to take a two week vacation, I don't think the Rangers will lose a step. Uh, AF asks, did Galant start Hayek versus in Halak's first game as a Ranger way to haze him like a new goalie or someone pledging to a fraternity? Uh, I think no. <laughs> I'm going to say no, but it's a it's a great question. Uh, can you say that again for me? I just pretty much asked if he started Hayek to to haze. Halak to welcome him to the Rangers. I still the, the strategy makes sense to me. The problem with the strategy that we've talked about many a times on this show is that you're doing that strategy with a guy who isn't an NHL player. But if the Rangers had an actual NHL player in their seventh D, 
I thought that was a perfectly fine time to give Jones a breather. He played his ass off against the Wild. Did he make a couple mistakes? Absolutely. But was it smart for... We don't know the conversation that happened in the room. But could the conversation have been, Jones, you did everything I could have asked you to do. I'm giving you a break this game. I don't want to burn you out this quickly. This isn't anything about your individual performance. This is about making sure you are ready to go for the games that are going to matter later in this season. We can beat Winnipeg without you. Take the night off. It's totally realistic that that was the conversation that happened. Again, I just wish the Rangers had a National Hockey League caliber player that could have gone in for him. This is from uh, Krybanajad. Okay, we know this team is good. What makes its team so good is... Wait, hold on. What makes this team so good is score six goals and no 31 won't give that up. Is that the best strategy of this season? Uh, yeah. Yes, it's a good strategy. <laughs> if I could score six goals every single night, I will. Just saying that. And you know what? The New York Raiders look like a team that could score six goals every single night unless they're playing Connor Hellebuck. Right. Or other goalies that are standing on their heads, like some backup goalie that for the Red Wings this season. Is Jimmy Howard still in the league? He's not. Thank God. Okay. Thank God. We're safe. You think Jimmy Howard should work for MSG in some capacity? Yes. He'd probably be great. But not like not like the Rangers, but like they put him in Buffalo. Just so he's there in the building working. Just, get, just cab him around. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think so. Uh, that's it for five-star questions. Any other closing thoughts on this on this podcast, Gregory? Oof. Um, I really don't. Taco I, looks I really, great. Miller I, looks great. It's hard. Again, like, it is... I think it's better podcasting when we have something to complain about. It is. It's just better content. Yeah. But I have no complaints. My complaint is... That I have no complaints. That's as far as I am too. It's it's maybe the nicest podcast we've ever recorded. There were some podcasts. I don't remember. I think it was 2017 when Michael Grabner was on a heater and at like 25 goals. And we were like, wow, is is anything truly possible with this team? But even then we were like, Elaine Vino still kind of sucks. And Hank's not getting any younger. Dan Girardi and Mark Stahl were there. Yeah. So like we still had the complaints, but they weren't as in your face as some of the complaints we had other seasons. But this is like, I literally have nothing bad to say about the New York Rangers performance tonight against the fucking yeah, they, Ducks. They didn't play as hard as I would have want them to for a, on a Monday night versus the Ducks when they were leading, had two goal but leads even, multiple even times. When they, even when the Ducks tied the game up at two, I just sat there and was like, well, this kind of feels a little fluky. And that's fine because I need the Rangers to score more goals anyway, so whatever. And then the Rangers did that, and I was like, yeah, that's kind of what I was feeling. It's almost, it's like your baseball team just gave up a three-run homer accidentally against the rhythm of play. And you're like, well, I mean, they're going to keep scoring, so I'm not overly worried about it. Hey, uh, Yankees or Guardians, who you got since that game's not until 4 o'clock tomorrow now? Watch uh, this entire series. I don't know, man. There's something up with the Yankees. Something's not wrong. Oh, is, Something's it, not... is it that they have four hitters in their lineup and you don't feel good about anybody after the four? Yeah, I think that's probably it. I actually don't love the bullpen either. Uh, I don't love how it's being managed, I'll tell you that much. That's fucking crazy. I'm, I, you know I've never been a Boone guy. I, I'm, a, I'm a Rays fan, but I do follow the Yankees and Mets very closely because I'm in the New York market on Twitter constantly. So, uh, never been a Boone guy. I, I do think the Yankees pull it out. I'm worried about it, but I, I, I really... I really need them to beat the Astros because somehow, even though I'm a Rays fan, I hate the Astros more than the Yankees. I'm just bored by the Astros. I want to make that Me clear. too. 
I will say, I'm not confident the Yankees can beat the Astros, but I'm confident the Yankees will play with hate in their heart and make the series interesting. If the Guardians beat the Yankees, congratulations, the Astros have won the World Series. Like it's over. I don't know if they've won the World Series. I think the Padres can beat them, but if the yeah, Phillies no, get by, there... By the can... way, Phillies, hard in the zone of getting $100 on them every night from me now. I cannot, <laughs> I cannot, under any fucking circumstance, go back-to-back years where I have to live with the Braves and the Phillies as my last two World Series fucking champions. Oh, and well, not Ryan. Last, well, if you want to do three, you can do Nats too. So shut, shut the fuck up. You can do all three. Shut, shut, <laughs> shut your fucking face. All right. Why did you even say that? I completely. I thought forget. Of, it happened before the pandemic. It didn't exist back then. I thought about this over the weekend. I was. I like, thought about fucking one? killing you right now. How that fucking <laughs> you fucking twat. Are you fucking kidding me? That you put that out there right now? You I, stupid just, piece of shit. What the I fuck is wrong think, with you? I didn't think it was that bad. I was just stating facts. You. Fucking! I hope you sit on a fucking thumbtack. You didn't wait. This is you. Didn't, this is the first time you thought about that. I didn't think of it, Ryan. Oh no! God fucking damn it! Are you fucking kidding me? You little shit! I was having such a goddamn good night. Everything went my way. I won a couple bets. Everything was fine. And then Ryan shows up how in my did, life how, at ten forty at fucking night and goes, "Hey, Greg, did you think about the fact that it, it could be three straight in a row for the real world?" <laughs> I thought you would have thought this. Eat a fucking, I, you eat think a fucking of these doomsday scenarios. Bag, you little fucking mouse. <laughs> you douchebag. The fuck is wrong with you? Why would you say it? Just as, I, if you if you thought I thought of it, just assumed I had, and you don't have to say it. Okay. Yeah. Right. Well, now I know. I hope, I hope I hope Liverpool get. The, I hope the Titanic sinks again. All right. <laughs> Did beat Man City. It was a good game. Yeah. Eat a dick. All right. I think that's the end of the show. Can't top that. Uh, we'll, we'll, little shit bag. We'll, we'll be back on Friday. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna. I'm gonna. So I can feel something. I'm gonna go watch fucking fucking uh, Burns's Civil War tonight, just so I can well, listen, feel better the, about it. The Phillies myself. have not won yet. And I think the Padres are going to kick. Shut the shit fuck up, now. Ryan. Shut up. Stop saying it. Okay. All right. I'm in Philadelphia. I know what it's like. God damn it! I hate you so much. I hope Gritty uh, fucking sneaks into your room and stabs you twice in the middle of the night. <laughs> it like happens every night around here. Um, we'll be back on Friday with BSBOT. You can follow me on Twitter at O'Reilly Media. You can follow Greg at Pushers Break. We'll be back then. I love you guys. Bye. Okay, it's the end of the show, so you know what I do. I thank the NHL Insiders Club for joining and supporting the, the show. That's what they do. They keep this show, the lights on, along with the rest of our patrons, of course. But these people in particular uh, spend a lot of time with in the Insiders Chat. We talk a lot about the uh, the Rangers. You're never going to believe it. And some scoops here and there. So let's pr- mispronounce a bunch of names, including Lazik Krakowski, so later on, which I'll fuck that up as well. Uh, and I feel like I've gotten to a rhythm recently, but I'm still going to mess it up. So here we go. Adam Castor, Adam Cohen, Adam Cordulo, Adam Keach, Alex Flynn, a- Alex Gardner, Anthony Terragata, Ben Waters, Ben Weber, Bill Rattel, see I'm fucking up already. Brandon Lackos, Brandon Gow, Brett Gow, Brett Granger, Brad McGinnis, Brian Doyle, Brian Gallagher, Brian Mallon, Chris Finelli, Chris Hyru, Chris E.J. Stellwagen, Conrad P. Damage, Daniel Dezen, David Narodin, David Siegel, Dennis Deitz, Darian, Eric Stagg, Garrett, Garrett Rainus, Kid Gartner, Cup, Garrett, Garrett Gretzky, Fly. Why am I messing up so bad right now? Harrison Haskell, Hippie 89, Hollis Oss, Ian Rodriguez, Jake B., James Mascar, Jamie Filipponi, Jerry and Marquez, JD, John Jacques Franco, Franco, Jacques and Jean. <laughs> that used to be JJ, Frankie, JJ. Uh, okay. Jimmy Mack, John Hardesty, John Shea, Johnny Thundercock, Jordan, Josh Kestenbaum, Justin Freeman, Christopher Florida, Christoph Berg, Lazik Gronowski. Oh, man. Lazik Gronowski. I'm so sorry. Lou Giordano, Matthew Klein, Meatball, the Cat, Mike Buckle, Neil Grover, Neil, Nicholas DiNicola, Pascal Perrier, Pavel Kodrep. Pro World of Tanks Gamer, Randy Tester, Stigbo Box, Swingart, Tommy Walsh, Tommy Seclary, Tommy O'Neill, Tommy Ertz Jr., 
Tori from Manhattan, Upstage, Vin, Vinny Hay, Will Spector, and Winston, the Golden Retriever. Thank you all so much for supporting the show. Could not do it without you. A great start to the Ranger season. I can't wait to the Guides of the Garden. I can't wait for our in-person meetup. That I hope we win that goddamn game. And honestly, this team, I, just, I believe. I'm pumped. Hope you all have a wonderful week. We'll be back with BSBOT later this week. Love you guys. Bye.